Guess who it is? Yeah, that's right. It's Morning Relay. We are still live. It's your old pal, Michael Govier. I hosted this show, and we had a fun season doing it. And I know we took a little bit of a break as the season wound down, but we're back. We're still here. Rotofanatic.com still exists. And my pal joining me today is still alive and well, and he's very excited because the Chicago Cubs are in the playoffs. Welcome in, Car Marano. How's it going, buddy? Let's go. I'm super excited for the Cubs, but kind of down just because of Dean Kramer, Chris Paddock, all these guys who just laid eggs in the final week of the season, killing our teams. Yeah, which one hurt the most? Which was the one that really put you like in a bad mood for a little bit? Because it does. If it happens like the way it went down with Dean Kramer or uh, boy, any of those pitchers in that moment, it's very devastating to your playoffs or to your final rankings. Yeah, so... I would say I'm scrolling through my TGFBI team on Wednesday. I'm I was in third place behind Scott Jenstad and Derek Van Riper, both two both stalwarts in the industry. Wow. And I'm scrolling through my ERA for the day and it says like eight something. I'm like, what the hell happened? And then I start scrolling. Kyle Hendricks shut had a shutout going against the Pirates, I think, through seven innings. I'm like, well, that wasn't the problem. Keep scrolling. Oh, he, he gave up two runs, I think, right? Yeah, that's it was right. still that's a good right. outing. It was still yeah. like he gave up two runs and lost. That's right. Yes. That's right. And then keep scrolling. Oh, Dean Kramer lasted two innings, gave up like eight runs, just completely destroyed every recommendation I ever gave this year. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I felt really bad about that because this guy on Twitter, uh, he always asked me questions. Uh, stretch, stretch. If you're out there, shout out. What's up? Um, I can't, I think his Twitter handle is different than stretch, but anyways, it says stretch and it's red and yellow and fiery. He's always asking me, should I start mad bum? Should I start Dean Kramer? Should I bench Carlos Hernandez? And all of these questions were, he was really getting down the nitty gritty on like not ideal starters. Yeah. Or I don't want, I don't feel good about rec- recommending some of these guys. I'm like, well, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't want to do this myself, but if you're forcing me to pick, I mean, I guess go with uh, mad bum, but right. It was pitching really was bizarre this year and uh, let's set this up real quick so we wanted to pop on because we haven't been on in like a week and a half and we wanted to check in let you guys know we're still here and we're gonna do a big end of season show yeah so we're kind of here to preview like uh we're gonna give out our own awards and matt williams is gonna be on be me car matt williams maybe some other rotofanatic.com personalities will join us and we'll give our own MVPs and Cy Young's a fantasy bus we'll talk about it all it's gonna be a long show it's not gonna be like a short morning relay Maybe we'll call it a turn two. I don't care what the label is, but it'll be a in-depth end of season fantasy breakdown. So you're, so you're saying there's going to be multiple cutoff men in this relay? Yes. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> many, many cutoff men. <laughs> this is going to go on and on and on, but uh, we're hoping to maybe release it uh, by Tuesday or Wednesday at the latest. So stay tuned for details. You can go to our Twitter handle at Roto underscore fanatic, or you can go to the website, rotofanatic.com. We're still there. We uh, haven't haven't pumped out any new content recently because the season wrapped up. And now that fantasy's done, uh, we're looking at you know just the playoffs now. And we don't really – do you do any – have you ever, Carm, done any type of fantasy baseball playoff games? Last, or do you DFS? Yeah, so last year, some industry guy, I forget who, had me uh, join this playoff tournament, essentially, where you pick one – player from every team and you can only have the max you can have is one player per team and you just keep riding it through the whole playoffs it's like a point style format and Mm. i'm pretty sure i did bad because i never heard back from once my team was submitted so but i love (laughs) i love spending the rest of my dfs bankroll on the playoffs just to kind of see what happens 
well, this will be different than any other playoff because we have so many teams. Right. It's almost right? like it's almost like normal DFS for at least the first week because there's going to be six, you know, six games probably Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday this week, which will be really yeah. nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Tuesday, everything gets rolling. You got four games. Astros twins are the first off the block. And I assume that uh, they'll probably start. Yeah, they're going to start Maeda. But for the Astros, I don't know who they'll start. I mean, yeah, who the heck knows? Their rotation is something else right now. But. You know, as the season wrapped up and, you know, we, we're just kind of here to check in and say hello, let you guys know we're still here. We're still rocking it. And uh, we miss you guys. And I hope you all won many, many fantasy titles. I hope you're just filled with riches right now. Thousands of dollars. Uh, did you see who won the main event yet? I haven't seen the name. I have uh, not. No. Yeah. That's exciting, though. Some guy I never heard of was leading. Uh, that doesn't mean that he's not good at all. It just means maybe he's not a, a big time fantasy analyst. He's just a big time player. Um, right. He's, he spends more time winning and less time analyzing. <laughs> yes. I kind of regret because I remember Justin Mason told me, he's like, you know what? This is a great year to get into the main event because they reduced the price to like 1200. I think it's usually 1600. I think it's 1800, 1800. Well, they reduced it down to 1200 and there was only 60 games. So you're going to have, even if you're not a, a master, you could have just caught a streak of luck. Yeah, you and... could have locked in. That's a lot of money, though. <laughs> it is a lot of money. It's not. See, this is where I, I don't feel bad about it. I just don't want to. I can't blow my whole bankroll on on fantasy baseball. It's just not right. realistic. I'm a human being who's just trying to get by. I mean, I don't even have a job for Christ's sakes. What am I? <laughs> I can't be out here spending thousands of dollars on fantasy. I don't have a wife or anything to you know to try to rationalize it with. But still, I gotta. I got to make it out here. But to those of you that played large and won big, hey, kudos to everybody. Fantastic. Uh, but real quick, so as this season apps up, uh, what do you think? What's your initial thoughts on this season? What are you thinking right now, Carm, in terms of what you saw? We could, we could go hitting or pitching, talk about both, and how you're going to start looking at it as we move into the offseason. I read a really interesting article from Ken Rosenthal about how – front offices will be evaluating players. And this one executive said, there's gonna be a lot of people out there who just rely on the players who did well and say, oh, that's their new normal and rationalize the guys who had bad years as, oh, they'll just bounce back. Hmm. But you really got to consider both ends of that spectrum. And I think that people are going to potentially lean too far into the good and not look at the bad as much. And overall, I think that we're going to have a lot of debates this offseason about how much that 60-game sample is worth and what you do with it, right? I mean, do you do you put 2019 on as like an extended, you know, 220-game season? Do you break it down separate? That Those are my initial thoughts right now. I mean, it was a crazy season. I think that it was kind of saturated. Like every single day, there was something like, oh, this guy made this change, and now he's the X. It's like, well, that was one start. He literally that was like less than 10 percent of the entire season. So how much how much can you really weigh that in your in your projection for next year? And everybody completely wrote off Adalberto Mondesi. And yeah, Mr. Mr. September. He it was amazing. I mean, he had what, like five steals this week alone, a couple home runs. He completely turned it around because he was just getting going. And yep. I think uh, what's his name? Uh, the. The master himself, oh, Mr. Chamberlain, Alex Chamberlain. Yes, he was. He said it very clearly a couple of weeks ago. People who were making assumptions about players after 30, 40 games were, you know, you put your foot in your mouth because there's halves, 80 games where things don't go right and then right. they turn around and there's still value there. So to make any proclamations on Twitter, which happens every day, right? I'm sure you and I have probably even done it once or twice. Oh, I mean, absolutely. 
we're fools. <laughs> I am banging that Jose Ramirez MVP drum right now. But I mean, if you gave us another s- slate of 60 games, you know, I bet Trout Trout probably just comes out destroying that race. That's interesting you bring up Trout. Uh, I posted a tweet a few days ago about Trout September and yes. his, his September's overall. They don't. You start looking at his September's. If you play head to head or you play in a playoff format of any kind where September means more, where you got to win. I don't know that uh, I would trust Trout in redraft leagues. I would strongly consider riding Trout up until your trade deadline, then dumping him for as much riches as you can get and looking elsewhere. I really just don't love what I've seen from him. I'm a guy who's had him in Dynasty for the last four years, so I, I'm familiar with it. But minus outside of 2018, he hasn't been there for you. I kind of feel like I'm just trying to rack my brain of when the Angels were in true contention in September. <laughs> and that doesn't happen often, right? So maybe he's just so bummed about that, like raking for four and a half months or whatever. And then he's just like, oh, it didn't matter. Yeah, whatever not- the reason, it's not coming. It's not happening. I mean, it, it could be yeah. completely valid like that. The fact that they don't contend, they couldn't even make the playoffs in this season. Right. It's insane. The pitching version of that is Aaron Nola, by the way. He is oh. awful September's. Awful. Not that they're on the same level, obviously, but. If you could trade Noel at the deadline next year, I'd recommend it. He cost them today, right? Yeah. He really did. Yeah. I, they were still they still could have made the playoffs if they had won, I believe. Yeah, that's right. And he laid an egg. I think that was Tuesday. Yeah. That, I mean, if he's going to be the ace of people, if they're looking to him to be the closer, like in a crucial must-have right. game, that's uh, – but that's, again, it's only one – it, it's a stressful situation, right? And like, what do you what do you do with like Zach Wheeler having like forty strikeouts and sixty innings or whatever? Like that right. is the most bizarre thing ever. I don't, I I don't know how to put that into context yet because what you see right. in a small sample, and I still think sixty games it's a bigger sample than ten, but sure, it's not it's not even half a year, and I don't want to put too much stock, but I do know that there's going to be wild ass evaluations that are going to be all over the place there will be a lot of value going into 2021 because people yes. will be overestimate like luke voigt i'm off luke voigt for next year because his his uh value is going to be way too high and i don't i would rather have had him this year when i got him around like 180 to 200 right and the pitching version of that is corbin burns right oh yeah what a He's bummer like- ending for him huh yeah it is that oblique thing is weird He obviously he should have enough time to recover so he's still going to get all that preseason hype. And three weeks ago, I, I asked you the question, is he top 70? Because I saw that poll on Twitter. Yeah. And he's been even better since then. So like, how high is he really going to go? And I, I, he's but, he's amazing, but I don't I don't know about that high for me. But, uh, but his teammate, Brandon Woodruff, has really turned it up, too. Right. And people were dismissing him, but he was outstanding yesterday. Ten strikeouts, eight innings. He, he threw a gem to help get the Brewers into the playoffs. Exactly. And I actually wonder what would happen if Burns didn't get hurt. And even though the Brewers are the last seed, I really think if they had Woodruff and Burns and they could have gone into a series against the Dodgers and really gave them a run for their money. Oh, yeah. Pitchers might be better might be better than anybody on the Dodgers staff. What do you think of that? Kershaw? I mean, Kershaw's great, but we all know his history. If Okay, so if you get six innings out of Woodruff and Burns each, then you just have Devin Williams and Hayter for the next, you know, like yeah. the last two, four, three innings or whatever. No one's going to hit David. The playoffs. Right. Right. That Williams airbender is unbelievable. I hope he gets a shot to close next year so we can use him in fantasy. Yeah, the Josh Hader trade rumors have been on for years. The last yeah. two years, the offseason has been filled with him being talked about moving. And if Devin Williams has really shown them something special, then they could probably get a nice return and yep. trust him as the closer now. And I I, I think Josh Hader is great, but 
when we look at closures for 2021 too, how do you how are you going to look at that? <laughs> are you going to be even more off? Like, because some of the top notch closers really provided value and stability. Like Brad Hand, 16 saves. Liam Hendricks, baby, he was he's probably the top closer this year, and he was probably like fifth or sixth off the board because people didn't think he was going to do it again. Kind of like Blake Trinan, right? Yeah, I feel like. You got to take one closer early, not not super early, but like top eight closer. Hope you hit on them. And then I'm not honestly, maybe if if you get value for a second closer, take it. Yeah, I don't think I I don't think I would take like a late round dart throw anymore. Even (laughs) just wait for waivers. I mean, I yeah. why even waste the draft capital? Right. When I could have like more of an upside hitter or, you know, uh, starter with strikeout upside. Right. Absolutely. And the saves and closing situations change so much in any given day. You're right. And on a full season, 162 games, there's going to be even more swings and changes where I think it's even more likely that you should avoid drafting any closers. I right. think I actually like that approach. I think I'm going to take that. I'm going to, I'm taking that from you. I'm adopting that right now. <laughs> Perfect. If, if you just look at like a t- uh, TGFBI saves rankings mm-hmm. right now, like most of the, I would say half the teams are under 15 saves in each league. It's just like there you couldn't do anything about it. No matter yeah. no matter how hard you tried on uh Fab, you know, just crazy. Well, the, <laughs> you if you look at yeah, the top saves, Brad Hand, Liam Hendricks, Josh Hader, Alex Colome was underrated cuz the White Sox were so good, so he'll probably get bumped up next year. Brandon Kinsler, 12 saves, that's a fluke. I'm not worried. Yeah. I'm not I'm not going to be drafting Brandon Clinton. You'd have no idea where Kinsler will be next year. Right. Uh, but Ryan Presley stepped into form. And if Roberto Osuna is going to be out for most of next year, then right. Presley might be somebody that actually you want to target in that top eight. Yeah, definitely. He's also injury prone too, though. So whoever's second in line, you could also just not, you could not, they're going to draft him, but he could easily be a waiver wire target like a week one or whatever. Just, Absolutely. you know, see what happens. You know, think you got to think like three steps ahead with closers. I feel like now. Because they're changing so rapidly in this climate. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Uh, it's, ah, it's such an interesting season. That's why I'm so excited for our big season finale extravaganza we're going to do here in the next day or so. Um, me and Carm want to pop on, say hello, let you guys know we're still kicking it. We're excited about the playoffs. Uh, Carm's got, are you going to have DFS plays that you'll share on Twitter? As Absolutely, the I will. Yeah, let's go. Nice. I mean, as you look at the opening slate, I, I have a, a lot of concerns for certain teams and the certain teams that stand out to me with the biggest concern is the athletics. Cause I think the white Sox could smoke them. I don't trust either sides pitching all that much. So if I'm going to go with the better offense, I think the white Sox offense is a lot of fun. And I think there's a lot of DFS opportunities in the blue Jays and the Yankees and Indians you know, that the Yankees are going to beat beat Cleveland most likely, even though Shane Bieber has been superior. I believe that Cole will go head to head and outduel Bieber when it counts. That's my prediction right now. I like that prediction. There's so much to be said and just everything you just put forward here. The A's have been limping with their hitting into the playoffs. So I really like that. That prediction of the White Sox potentially taking it against the A's. That's really interesting. Um, and the Twins got a huge break. The Twins don't have to play the Yankees in the opening right. round. You get the Astros, which to me, I'm not worried about at all. I really wouldn't. There's no pitching there. Right. Agreed. Agreed. This is going to come off as a homer pick, but Chris Bryan <laughs> as a DFS play. I think the first few games here, he's heating up. He had a granny on Saturday, hit another homer today. I think he's finally like, you know, F the haters. I'm ready to I'm ready to rock now. Chris Bryant and TGFBI was a disappointment for me 
Oh, I even time. waited on him. He fell to like 70 and it still was terrible. But <laughs> that's the worst. It is. It's been it's, but he said some funny stuff too over the weekend about social media. Maybe laugh and a few laughs from that. Yeah. But I I still think Chris Bryant was just getting going. I bet there's a hundred games with Chris Bryant that there's value left in that bad if we had a full season. I really do believe that. I fully agree. I think he's gonna be a smart DFS play for the next he's, week. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's smart. He's too talented. There's any of the guys that struggled this year that you were like, man, really burn me. I mean, there's we're going to talk all about that on our season finale show. So stay tuned for that. Don't forget that roadfedact.com. We still have all of our quality articles and end of season thoughts. We got the podcast. Uh, I think we do a quality start video this week, kind of wrap up the season. So knock one of those out. It's been a minute. And of course, you know, Fantasy baseball will be back in 2021. So as the offseason progresses, we're going to be here. We got a whole bunch of big ideas. This is our first year. So we're excited, right, Carl? Yeah. Paul, Mamino, and I have so many ideas up in these uh, heads of ours. We're so excited to get them out on paper, graphs, visualizations. It's going to be a fun offseason. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, oh man, we're, I mean, we're just getting going. I know it sounds like we're selling you people. If you're listening to this, don't be sold. It's just, you'll see. There's a lot of fun ideas and we got a lot of great personalities and talented people here at roto fanatic and we're only just uh beginning to understand what we can do and how we can do it so i can't wait for like this first full off season and then like get our draft kit going we're gonna have it all we're gonna have a lot of fun treats i'm not gonna reveal them all here but just let you guys know rotofanatic.com is here and we're excited for 2021 and as we close up the show any final thoughts carm on the playoffs your cubbies uh, tell people about Twitter, what you're doing on there. Yeah. So my bold prediction at the beginning of the year was an all Ohio World Series. And it looks Ooh. like it's still possible. So I'm sticking with that. All Ohio World Series. That would be pretty crazy. Nice. So much I, pitching. Ooh. I would love to see that. I love it, the Reds. I don't like Cleveland, but I would I would like to see that. I, it'd I, be fun. Shane Bieber, Zach Plesek, Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo. Bauer. Bauer against his Bauer. former team. Ooh. That would be money. I would I would just I would like to see Cleveland dismiss the Yankees, which I think is very possible, especially yeah. since the ball doesn't appear to be as juiced as it was. Right. Is are we feel confident in that? Because based on um a lot of people's thoughts and our own Crosby Spencer's his data has said that you know this ball was not juiced this year. We're kind of back to a pre-2019 ball. You feel confident in that being the case? I'm confident in that data. I think what I read is that it typically takes about two weeks for you to know what kind of ball you have, and obviously. We didn't have a whole lot of sample size this year, but we certainly had two weeks. So if that's what the data says, I'm willing to stick to that. Yeah, I, I agree. Crosby Spencer, our in-house data stud, he does our ballpark factors, and he put out his updated uh, park factors for the new parks and the temporary parks like Salem Field in Buffalo and for the Humidor parks now, which are City Field, Fenway, and T-Mobile Park, I believe, in Seattle. And the way they're playing might surprise you, even though there's a humidor in play, like the Mets hitting the crap out of the ball at home. They, they didn't have any problem. So I don't know how it was used or we don't really know the full story on that either. Yeah. The only thing I want to say here is Crosby, if you're listening to this somewhere on the atmosphere, if you would come out with that article three days before that, I wouldn't have started Dean Kramer probably. So, <laughs> but now I know. So thank Thanks you. a lot, Crosby. <laughs> you ruined his life. Never going to be the same. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's gonna do it we just want to pop in preview say hello 
Don't forget, we're going to release our big season finale fantasy awards show extravaganza as we head into 2021. And we may throw some more pods along the way, maybe talking playoffs or just previewing our first round even. Maybe two. Uh, I mean, the top 30. I don't know. There's a lot of ways we can go with this. And I'd be down for that. Carm, tell people where you're at and what's going on. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Carm's Clubhouse. Um, I'll be writing... Uh, daily fantasy articles for the Wednesday slates for the playoffs or fantasy pros. Like I said, we've got a ton of big things coming up on Roto fanatic this off season. Super pumped. Yeah. We're just, we're just going to be, ah, man, I'm so excited. I just sound like a, I sound like a child. It's Christmas Eve, even though I'm Jewish, that's okay. You know? <laughs> Jews, Jews love Christmas. I, my mom loves Christmas more than any, a lot of people that don't even, aren't jewish they love christmas. i'm telling you she's like so into it it's very strange but that's okay we your mother little... sounds like a lovely woman she uh, uh is this uh this is a different podcast no we, we'll leave that one there mom i love you thanks for listening my mom never listens i'm just kidding uh thank you everyone though for listening and uh that's it we will be back in the next day or two with our season finale extravaganza matt williams me carm and who else who knows? It could be anybody. But thank you for listening. Don't forget to go to rotofanatic.com. Check out the site and follow us on Twitter at roto underscore fanatic. All right. We'll see you guys in a couple of days. Thanks for listening.